0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: And welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast, part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. My name is Dale Luganbill. Thank you very much for joining me. My guest today is a lovely lady named Heather Iverson. She hails from Michigan. She is pretty much an all-outdoors person. She does uh, much like me. She does the foraging, fishing, the hunting, and she even does some trapping. I don't do much trapping anymore, but I used to, uh, so I had a great time. She caught my eye on, on uh, Instagram, and uh, she's not one of these like flashy fishing in a bikini kind of dames. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that one way or the other. I'm just saying that's that's not her. She's just out there doing it, and uh, that's kind of what caught my eye because she just, you know, doesn't fit the mold. Um, Her whole family kind of does it, and it's a good thing. If you listen to this week's past recap and rant, I kind of ranted about it because she had recently uh, trapped an otter, which I think is super cool Um, for a lot of people just getting into trapping. That's like one of those, you know, bucket list critters that you hope to get. And uh, instead of congratulating her, which some people did. She ended up getting a lot of heat for it from fellow outdoorsmen. So I'm not going to go back down that rant. I definitely have a strong opinion about it. So if you'd like to go back to the most recent weekend recap and rant, you can hear me rant about that or don't, whatever. But um, anyways, I had a great time talking with her. So um, we're just going to dive right into it. This is the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast with Heather Iverson. Here we go, boys. Go. Hey. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. All right, Heather, well, thanks for joining me today coming on the coming on the pod as it were um interesting kind of an interesting individual um in my opinion anyways i (laughs) found you on instagram and you're always holding up uh, a dead thing which (laughs) gets gets my attention (laughs) you know when i first started (laughs) full scale outdoors uh and i was you know growing the network i would just pretty much spam everybody i'd just go through facebook and people they suggested you know possible friends or mutual friends or whatever if you were holding a fish or you were holding a dead animal or whatever friend request friend (laughs) request friend request friend request friend request request. and then um must have hit some magical like number or algorithm because then it Uh it went from people requesting me instead of the other way around i was like oh this is so much easier and i don't feel (laughs) and i don't feel as dirty like (laughs) they're (laughs) they're requesting the connection with me instead of vice versa just out of the blue Uh you know but like Brand new, two years ago. I didn't know what else to do to to break right, into yeah. people's networks. You know, um, yeah, but that's how that went. But so you're a, somewhat of an enigma, a, a female outdoors person, which thankfully yeah. I'm seeing more and more uh, every there day. There,
2: there's getting to be a lot.
1: I think it's the largest more. growing uh, demographic in in the outdoors, in the outdoor space, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, yeah. Cause the more people at the table, the more voices, the better. We need all the help we can get in this, you know, political climate. Um, so Definitely. that's pretty awesome. So how yeah, did you, you grow? Did you grow up in an outdoor family?
2: Yeah. So um, when I was just an infant, my dad um, would take me in a carrier on his back. Uh, we had a creek behind our house, so he would uh, go like steelhead fishing back there, and then. Um, I think I was around four. He started taking me, um, duck and goose hunting. Um, and then when I was 12, my parents had a deal with me where if I kept up on my schoolwork, cause school was not my strong point. <laughs> so if I kept up on all that, um, I could take a day off to go turkey hunting. So I did that and got my first turkey when I was 12. And, uh, I actually ended up bringing it to school (laughs) because I shot it like a half hour after uh, shooting late. And uh, so my whole class came out and (laughs) saw my turkey, and they all remembered that all through high school even.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's a little bit of a time warp. I mean, that used to be pretty common even – You know, back before my day, I'm pretty old. I'm old. I'm 47. But um, I remember hearing those stories, you know, people bringing their guns to school. They would hunt their way to school, hunt their way after school, or check a trap line to and from. You know, Mm -hmm. it used to be pretty common. Now you can't have a gun anywhere near school property. They used (laughs) to have, now, still in my day, they used to have, like, um, gun shows or gun swaps, and they used the gymnasium.
2: oh yeah
3: yeah don't do
1: that anymore
2: (laughs) no (laughs)
1: but uh but I guess in my opinion I would say maybe they should you know I mean maybe people wouldn't be so freaked out because it's just like we've treated these we've treated guns as this like dirty secret you know there's more Mm -hmm. guns there's more guns in this country than there are people and yet Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's just that it's like this dirty secret that we don't talk about and then Mm-hmm. If you don't educate people on things, they're they're going to be naturally afraid of it, right? So yeah. you you wield a gun, whether it's a twenty two or an airsoft or whatever, and mm-hmm. the ignorant masses look at it and they freak out. Well, if they knew they what it was, they would be like, "Oh, that guy's got oh, it's just .22," or like, "Oh, that yep. guy's got a that's yeah. a big gun. Oh, that's a shotgun. He must have been he must been hunting birds." You know, it's like exactly they would have some. I, I think they should make not firearm safety necessarily mandatory, but like Mm -hmm. there should be a class like uh, firearms in America, like the culture of, like just a base knowledge of here's certain classifications of guns, here's where they fit within the role of American, Mm American history, uh, just an education. That way, again, I'm not saying that you have to go out and then purchase a gun or take a firearm safety class or anything like that. You can still just be completely... Right. Anti-gun, if you want to be anti-gun, but you will have more knowledge, and in fact, exactly. your your argument against it may be better placed on a stronger foundation if you have you're coming from a, a, a place of education right. instead of just. Yep. They scare me, and I need to go to my safe <laughs> place. Um. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> but that would be. Yeah,
2: and overall, just safety. You know, if a if a kid doesn't know anything about guns and they come across a gun somewhere. You know that's a lot more dangerous than sure. them having been around guns and have a having that base knowledge you know there's yeah. a lot more uh, room for accidents if there's no education
1: couldn't agree more you know it's I've always had guns in my house and I'm not a crazy gun nut mm-hmm. I don't I have guns that I use I don't I don't collect yep, them same. Um, I don't really have guns that don't have a purpose I don't even own a pistol yep. I mean no. probably get a pistol at some point in time um, but I don't have yep. one now I don't have any like strong urge to get one if I were to get a pistol yeah it would be because I want to hunt with it, or oh yeah, want to just do target practice in the backyard. Like yeah. I, I'm not one that lives in this constant state of fear of like, well, this is just in case people break into my house. It's like, well, that, right, how often does that really happen? I I got to put that in my mental space. Like always live, you know, if that gun is under my bed, and, and I get the mentality of better to have it not need it than to need it not have it. But
2: that's true. If, yeah, if
1: you have a gun for that reason it's going to always be in the back of your mind, which means you're never fully at peace at any time. You're right. constantly yeah, like, oh, I hope I don't have to use this thing tonight. That's no way to go to bed every night. Like, right. that's, <laughs> like that seems terribly taxing, um, but that's yeah, me. That yeah. I just, I don't operate like that. I don't, I don't get yeah. into, in my opinion, irrational fears. It's not like it mm-hmm. doesn't happen, but the, the frequency in which it does happen is not enough for me to change my lifestyle. Um, right. Yep. But with that said, you know I have I've always had guns in the house. I did not hide them from the kids. I had I didn't like leave them all yep. in plain sight either. You know they would be in a right. closet, they'd be whatever. But the kids knew where mm-hmm. they were, and the the, yep. the lesson was: here are these guns. These guns will not only hurt you; they can kill you. And you can kill, you don't want to be mm-hmm. messing with that and kill your brother. and You don't want that in your conscience. Blah blah blah. So if I see you anywhere near that, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the lesson. I I instilled yep. the fear in them and never had an issue. They never once yep. thought it, 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 they didn't have any curiosity about it. They, they had nothing about it. It was just like that's mm-hmm. a that's a tool that dad uses and we don't get to touch it. Perfect. Yep. Good. Exactly. <laughs> we're same on the, here. Good. We're on the same page. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> oh. So well. when
1: did um so then you you just kind of kept growing that. Did how did that affect you yeah. like as far as in your social circles like in school? Because again, mm-hmm. not the most common of things for girls to do. No. Um so were you like teased as a tomboy or um, redneck or anything like that? You
2: know, I wasn't really too much. I not that I need uh, nothing really stands out to me. Um, was it a,
1: was it a more rural none school? Of my,
2: uh, it was. We were actually right uh, in the middle of town, so it wasn't rural or anything. We were in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. So that's a decent sized city. A pretty good sized town. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but you know, I did. Um, I had a couple of my friends actually come with us a few times, and they're not hunters or anything now. But um, yeah, just growing up, my dad would let me take a friend sometimes, and. So it was kinda of neat to get them out and have them seen it too.
1: That's actually a really important step too, I feel. Like if anybody's curious about it, you know, and they want to go, like, for sure try to make that happen. Because yeah. they don't have to become an active outdoors person to have a huge impact in the future of the sport or the pastime yeah. because now they hopefully yep. have a positive um take on it or they have again Mm -hmm. they have some education about it so even if you know they're not you know that ignorance doesn't play a role and if someone comes to them like i don't understand why anybody would want to hunt or whatever then this person even though Mm -hmm. they don't hunt they can say and i actually think these opinions go a lot farther than a hunter defending his stance of being a hunter when you have somebody on a neutral standpoint that says you know I don't hunt but um you know I went with a friend of mine back in high school and it's Mm -hmm. not what you say you know this wasn't she's not a bad person she's not an evil person she doesn't she's not a violent person you know she's just this is what she does this is the culture she was raised into and uh you're just off base and and your accusations against this person exactly I I think that's super poignant and important to have so we have I to do, too. do a good job of retaining our getting and retaining our allies.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of hunters out there, but most of the country doesn't hunt. So, you know, to have the people who aren't hunters themselves, um, you know, having a good knowledge and spreading a positive message that, you know, helps us in the long run.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you've, You've put your stuff out in the, in the public space via social media, oh, and yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> um, it seems like the anti hunters. I mean they don't they don't like anybody like posting stuff. No, but nope. they really they're they're obviously more used to seeing men holding dead stuff. Mm-hmm. When they see a woman holding dead stuff, oh man, they cannot oh, they take don't. it. They just they can't like no. It, no. And and the irony in that is the the overt sexism that they have because they're attacking you because you're, you dare to be a woman doing this alleged mm-hmm. man thing, which those yep. people I'm going to guess more times than not would, would be self-professed women's rights advocates or mm-hmm. gender, this gender, that whatever, yep. like they're going to be virtue signaling about all that garbage but in reality While, are looking yeah. at you and being completely sexist and then
3: yep.
1: going above and beyond that and attacking you personally mm-hmm. because they just cannot handle. They have no mental space or ground to work from for a woman who traps. I mean, I think yep. the trapping is probably the most triggering. The hunting is one thing, but it the is, trapping, yep. I mean, that you know, oh, yeah. that opens up a whole people, different Pandora's mm-hmm.
2: box. Yeah, people definitely uh, – have a lot more negative stigma with trapping. I think it's probably because most people again, are just uneducated. You know, they think we're still using uh, the traps that you see from the early 1900s with these big teeth that just Mm -hmm. are crushing bones. And it's like, that's not what it's like (laughs) anymore. You know, there's regulations to um, help protect uh, animals from, you know, having detrimental outcomes. Like if we got, someone's dog or um you know if we got a catch that we didn't necessarily want to keep we could release that animal and they can run off unharmed so
1: yeah and some sort of non-target species and yeah yeah but then then they were still they were still trapped they were still Mm -hmm. scared and you know you hear that kind of stuff um all the time (laughs) and trauma you know they were traumatized or whatever (laughs) i have a problem i mean i think those things are great i i I, I really do think that we've come a long way with trapping regulations and mm-hmm. being more humane, yeah. yep, um, which definitely. I am, you know, that that fits in the same area as, you know, just hunting ethically. You know, if yeah. you're hunting, you know, placing an ethical shot and not wounding yep. animals, being proficient in your weapon, um, mm-hmm. you know, using, if you know you're going to be doing catch and release, using barbless hooks and stuff, you know, like yes, why not, yep. right? There's no sense in causing any undue harm.
2: Exactly.
1: For no reason. So I do like that. I'm cautious about at times continuing, you know, where that goes too far when it is inspired or pushed by those people that are ignorant and are uneducated. Yeah. Because that's, they will never be happy. There is no placating them. Like they they don't understand the trapping. They are against it on a fundamental level. So Mm
3: -hmm.
1: if you designed a trap in which they were enclosed in silk pillows, <laughs> and immediately uh, Netflix fired up, and they got to watch a nice peaceful show. <laughs> and there was food for them, and it was basically a, a wild animal spa. Until you got to them, they would still be opposed to so, it. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, th- there there yeah. comes a time where you, we almost you have to kind of put your foot down and be like, "We're not, yes, yeah, we don't care what you think because you, yeah." you're completely ignorant of the subject. And that's a slippery mm-hmm. slope that we go down a lot of times with fishing and hunting. And and yeah. I struggle with it a lot with my interactions with the anti-hunting crowd um, because you just, it's such a waste of air to argue with these people because they it just, is. they, they are not receptive to new information. Mm-hmm. They have their mind nope. made up. They facts be damned. They don't care. Like it just doesn't yep. matter. It just doesn't matter. They don't. They no. don't like it. Even to the extent, like when you're talking about game management, California being the perfect example, like with mountain lions. Yeah. Mountain lion hunting is banned in California. They have saved zero lion lives in doing so mm-hmm. because they still yeah. the government now has to go in there and kill just as many yep. lions as they did before. Yeah. But instead of hunters picking up the tab. You know, the taxpayers are picking yep. up the tab. Exactly. None of the resources being used. And I've never had mm-hmm. it, but from what I hear, mountain lion meat is pretty good. Um, I've heard
2: that
3: too. So yeah. they
1: just dump them in a hole and they're just going to waste. And even yep. when they know that, that is better still... than you doing it because you will take some sort yep. of enjoyment out of it, And fundamentally, that is the problem they have. Mm hmm which then now you start getting in now it becomes a religion and it has nothing to do with anything. Right. So, yeah, exactly. is yep. completely based in emotion, but here I'm just a podlog. I'm not really good inter- <laughs> I'm a really good interviewer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Oh man. What is no, your, I totally agree with you. What's though? your favorite
1: thing to pursue? Like I I I see more is it just because it's the season? Like there's nothing really else really open right now, but I see Yep predominant trapping stuff is that like your your true passion
2: yeah so actually this is only our second season trapping um so it's kind of a new thing to us but yeah we kind of go through the seasons um usually we would be duck hunting a lot more but this summer was really dry here and um our best duck hunting holes dried up and we don't have a boat so we have to go to places that we can walk in so sure um and trapping kind of overlaps duck hunting. So with our spots uh, drying up, you know, we focus more on the trapping aspect. And we do like small game hunting as well. We just haven't gotten out as much this year. Um, and then, you know, as we get into spring, we do a lot of foraging and turkey hunting and uh, things like that. And then early summer, we get into, you know, bluegill and bass and uh, all that. Probably my least active time outdoors would be like July and August cuz I'm just I'm not into the heat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like to be uh cool. So
1: <laughs> I hear you. I'm I'm right there with you on that one. Uh, I do a lot yeah. of foraging myself too and and Oh yeah. It it July can be a good time for wild mushrooms, mm-hmm. but Oh yeah. it's super hot and humid. All it of the is. bugs are out and hungry. Yes. And so yep. I'm going into the woods with full long sleeves, head net, everything else. Like it's just not that comfortable.
2: No, um, it's not. No. But
1: I really like wild mushrooms though. So like, <laughs> I sometimes just have to go do it. <laughs> like, right. Put yep. the stuff on yep. and, and go uh, and take care of business. Um, yep. How long have you been, is foraging something that you was passed on from your parents or is that um, something you picked up?
2: I, I remember doing it at my dad's uh, friend's cabin maybe we were looking for morales when I was a kid, but it wasn't like a real big thing. Most people in my family don't like mushrooms and I'm actually not a huge mushroom person either, but I like finding um, like other wild edibles too. So oh, that's dear. something, uh, let's see. <laughs> it's been probably three, three or four years now that we've gotten more into it.
1: Is it a, a texture thing for you with mushrooms? That's usually what yeah, I hear. I,
2: yeah. A lot of the texture, but even the taste that, I don't know. I'm, Even with morels? I've tried to like it, and I I will eat morels. That's okay. the one. So that, they're, yeah, they're so
1: different like than, like, the button mushrooms you get yeah, in the store. Like, yeah. they, they're totally different. Now, they can still kind of have the same texture, because that's people mm-hmm. tell me they don't like mushrooms. It's almost always a texture thing.
2: Texture, um,
3: yeah. But
1: there's things you can do with, like, morels. You know, you bread them and you deep fry them. You can actually get them pretty yeah. crispy if you want you know, to really yeah, you can. overcook them, in my opinion. But um, <laughs> there are other mushrooms throughout the season though that i think don't even have a mushroom consistently like no chicken of the woods you know the sulfur caps yeah yep. when you cook those things up they literally i mean chicken of the woods is the perfect name for them because they cook like chicken they peel off mm-hmm. and like meat threads kind of you know it's like if, if somebody was a vegetarian that would be like the perfect way to make Perf- vegetarian oh, and- chicken soup with yeah like cube it up put it in there you'd be like thinking you're eating meat but you're not like it'd be <laughs> right it'd be perfect and then yeah like, uh, yeah i
2: have had chicken in the woods that one um it was all right for me but i think when i harvested it it was a little bit on the older side mm. so that's that might be where it wasn't quite as good yeah,
1: probably so, um yeah i would that's probably a safe bet uh if it was dry at all it was past prime yeah yep. yeah it should be like you should break it and there should be like milk inside or like moisture inside and if you get it past prime it's yeah it's not gonna it's gonna be tough and it's not gonna be (laughs) yeah it's definitely not gonna be good uh but I got like the foraging thing was I picked that up on my own pretty much I mean growing up we Mm -hmm. did um you know blueberry picking or raspberry picking and stuff like that but that was it I mean that was the extent of our foraging dad didn't even look for mushrooms so but I joke like the morels is Morels are the gateway drug to foraging. They're the one everybody knows. It's in the perfect time of year where there's nothing else to do, really. I mean, depending on where you're at, the climate and where you're at, like turkey turkey hunting, turkey season might be going in some places. I know, like Missouri, like the morels are popping when the turkey season is going. And that can happen. And I'm in Minnesota, which is pretty much the same latitude as Michigan. That can happen at the same time. Um but like there might still be some ice, depending if you had a hard winter, like right. the ice might Yeah. So you're not yep. getting the boat out and there's not good enough ice to actually ice fish. So yep. it's kind of like this fun thing. Plus it's just nice to get out after a long winter, walk through some green mm-hmm. grass, enjoy yes, a nice definitely. warm spring day. And then you, yep. you know, the fun part about mushroom hunting is it's kind of that, um, treasure hunt thing. Right. So it's like, yeah. you get that, oh, there's one right there, you get that like excitement of finding it so yes. that's yep. what gets people started and that's what got me started i thought the only i thought uh, morel mushrooms were the only ones safe wild mushrooms that existed mm-hmm. and then i remember reading an article about um chanterelles and they had oh, a picture yeah. of it it was like in the outdoor news and i was like i've seen those before in fact, i know where there's a patch of those right now i was like what there's right. other edible mushrooms i ran back out there grabbed them, grabbed them. and then then from there it's like well what else don't I know and then right here I am yeah
2: do you guys have um, ramps in your neck of the woods oh for sure yeah I love ramps
1: too oh they're great I love them perfect combination of garlic and onion like yes you can do so much to just cook with it throw it in whatever Mm -hmm. you can eat it I mean you can just grab it and eat it um, yeah, yeah, like ramp butter. We make
2: like a, yep, that's what I was just gonna say. Mm-hmm. We make ramp butter, and it's so good to like cook a steak, and then you take a slice of that butter and just let it melt on top. Oh, that's
1: if you do it, if you do the traditional turkey in Thanksgiving, that ramp yeah. butter is awesome underneath oh, the skin. I bet. Yeah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things I do are, are tethered to my stomach, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it comes to the outdoors, mm-hmm. yeah, ramps yeah. too, but then even outside of of mushrooms mm-hmm. like and then ramps might have been like the gateway drug to like wild greens. Yes. There's all yep. sorts of different stuff out there that there is. that you can eat and and take advantage of in the spring, summer all the way in through fall. Fall. Mm-hmm. Even in winter.
2: Mind. Uh have you do you guys have winter green out? Out in Minnesota? I'm not sure I where the range so. ends for that.
1: Yeah, I don't no, we might. I mm-hmm. don't think I've ever actually written and looked for it. Oh, Unless yeah. it's the same thing we're talking about. But I, I remember being out in the woods with my dad and finding a wintergreen berry. It's like a little plant. Yeah. It's not like a bush. It's yep. like one little plant. Yeah. It's got a couple berries on it. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you pop those berries in your mouth. It's just like chewing on a piece of gum. I was like, what? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we do I'll have them. i take
2: the leaves from that and uh, make, like, tea and stuff, too. It's Ooh. pretty good.
1: good. Yeah, I haven't really um, – that's not one that i've I've really put on my radar to, to figure out yeah. and to go look for. But I do remember now that you mentioned mm-hmm. it that yeah, Dad did point those out one time. I don't know what time of year they bloom or what time they bury. Yeah. I guess or fruit would be the.
2: They're good. Term. Um, usually like around now, January, February, um, even into March and April, I have found some with berries still. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: I'll have to look into that because that'd be I yeah. Mean, the winter the winter time out. is not a. You know, as far as wintertime foraging goes, you know, up here, you're probably not far enough north. And are you still in the Grand Rapids no. area?
2: Yeah, we're a little bit, we're like 45 minutes south now of Grand Rapids.
1: Okay, so you're probably not, yeah, you're going to be too far south. So like the chaga yeah. mushroom, which isn't really Oh yeah. a mushroom like you would think of a mushroom as it's a woody, yep. you know, outgrowth. Um, yeah. I'll go look for those and then I make tea out of them. Yeah. Which is awesome.
2: Yeah. I've been wanting to find that because that's, yeah, that's really medicinal. Good. Yes. uh, Good one to find.
1: Yeah. It's, it's way up there on the, on the medicinal foods. You'd have to go probably to the UP to find that. Yeah. I don't even know if like, well, maybe you might, Northern Mainland Michigan, if that's what it's called. What is it? Lower Michigan. Mm -hmm. So Northern Lower Michigan. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes Yep. it's like an nor- oxymoron nor- nor- but mm-hmm. yeah like you this know, part <laughs> I, you
3: might
1: yeah the hand yeah the, top, tips, <laughs> the tips of the fingers might might yeah. have some chaga you got to get up yeah, where the yeah. the white the white and the paper birch are and that's what it grows yeah. on so so that's that's <clears throat> about it um mm-hmm. one resource i haven't really taken advantage of is sumac now i know oh, yeah, the berries yeah. you can make drinks out of and tea, like tea out of and like and, lemonade mm-hmm. basically it's, it's supposed to taste like lemonade I haven't really yeah. high super high in vitamin c I guess I haven't yeah, really I done anything like that I have at times I'm out and about I will break off a couple stocks and I'll just throw them on mm-hmm. the yard to I have some um chickens and they like to pick out oh yeah 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 good for them yeah I've
2: wanted to make some tea or lemonade or whatever with that and I have actually harvested some but then I got home and it was just like filled with caterpillar poop. So I was like, Ooh. uh I posted in a foraging group and I was like, is this okay to eat? And people are like, Oh yeah, I just soak it and drink it. I'm like, I I don't know if I can get over that mental
1: hurdle. <laughs> <world>. It's <cattle laughs> poop tea. Caterpillar, uh, poop. caterpillar poop tea. I don't know. Well, I guess if you don't think about it, I mean you wash it off. I mean how's that different than yeah, washing yeah. anything else off, you know? Yeah. A lot of the eggs I get from my chicken are covered with all sorts of stuff. You don't want oh, to eat until yeah. so you wash it before you crack it. That's all. It's exactly. Not a, not a big deal. <laughs> um yep. the foraging thing is, is fun. And then you can find turkey tails all winter long. Yes. Yeah. Which I have never done yep. anything with. It's like No. Oh look, there's some turkey made tails. Tea with them, but... them How is it? Is it decent? I assume um, it's yeah, decent. it's
2: not too bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would assume it just tastes like wood. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah like, i
2: added like honey and some other yeah, stuff with and that's it, what i so found even really with chaga like chaga earthen.
1: is so benign like for mm-hmm. me to say it tastes good it would be a stretch yep. like it it doesn't <laughs> taste like really much of anything i mean there is a slight yep. flavor to it but yeah it's like wood you're it's like a wood a really mild 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 tea and oh, then, yeah. so right. yeah i so when i make my little like tea bags for chaga i always put cinnamon in it just to, oh, so yeah. as it's yeah. steeping, it's Add a little flavor. Yeah. And then, yeah, some honey or some maple syrup or something because it's like mm-hmm. you have to help it. There's <laughs> like, not much right. in, like drinking you know, hot water <laughs> otherwise. Um, but it's just, it's good to get all the health benefits of it for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, how do you, you know, I went through your Instagram and I was looking and I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the one post that you had where you listed all of the vile things that oh, people yeah. say to you you must just get on the daily
2: yeah yeah um a lot of times uh it'll be like where anti will find one of my posts and then they'll make a post about it and so then all their friends join uh, in and
1: <laughs> i was wondering i'm like well, how do these people and... even find you because you're not i'm yeah. guessing you're not posting on you know their no pages. i'm not going just... out of
2: my way to share my stuff with them right. or you know make it so they can see it but
1: yeah, yeah. so but it's it's so weird, right? I think most of us have a, a experienced to some extent where, like, the, the the vile things they say, it's like, do they not hear themselves? Like, how ridiculous oh, yeah. they sound in that in defense mm-hmm. of animals, they're wishing the worst possible outcomes for not just you, but yeah. for your family, for your yeah, children sure. who don't have a yeah. choice in the matter. They mm-hmm. should die and be eaten by wolves, too. Like, what right. like, what is... It's crazy How they're just does yeah, that make any sense like mm-hmm. you you're 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 attacking somebody for being cruel and having no empathy and then while you're, being while cruel. being cruel <laughs> and lacking empathy like yeah what
2: yeah they don't make much sense <gasps> i know a lot of it is that they're just um kind of gets back to what we said before they're they're reacting based off emotion, not logic. And it's really easy to do when you're behind a screen and you don't have to see the person. And, you know, you're just triggered. So away you start typing and you don't care what you're saying. And yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and it is, I mean, it's super easy to just be, um, you know, be an asshole on, on the other side of a keyboard. Cause there's nobody, to, mm-hmm. nobody can punch you in the face for what you exactly. can say. You can say whatever you want and there's no real time repercussion for it, you know, yep, exactly. not that I am. You know, promoting just punching people in the face. But <laughs> right. I, I think I think with that as a real risk in the real world, these people wouldn't say yeah. those things if they were in front of no, you. No, they exactly. would be much more polite, even if they yep. you know were still vehemently against what you say, they wouldn't say mm-hmm. it like that. They would find exactly. other ways, you know, use other social graces to get their point across. But <laughs> yep. they're they're that, that keyboard, they get to do whatever they want.
2: Exactly. With, with Yep.
1: Without getting Yeah. In the re- face.
2: <laughs> other than like, you know, I made that post about it, but for the most part, I really find it's just best to ignore them because, uh, they want a reaction out of you.
1: I mean, it was nice that you blurred out their names, but I would have left them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have given them a the slice main- of their own medicine. We're like, go get them yeah. boys. <laughs> the main
2: reason I did that is because, um, like Facebook and Instagram can remove that kind of stuff if you don't oh, so I'm sure. like yeah hey, I'll just oh, okay. protect myself
1: yeah that's probably a good call. their names out <laughs> that's probably a good call but yeah. I did I did one time somebody I can't remember what it was but somebody came at me pretty strong too um so I put I grabbed their uh I didn't post it like in public but I went to like a you know yep. private forum or whatever and it was yeah. like, hey. Here's what I got this morning. Look at are, it. I go look at yeah. this gem. I didn't even tell people to do anything, but then they took that and ran, and they just yep. and it was mm-hmm. took about 15 minutes before that guy had his his page on private and locked <laughs> and everything else.
2: <laughs> well, I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah they can take learn or anything. they can give the heat, but they can't take oh, it very well. <laughs>
1: no, no, they they definitely cannot. It's they're not used to people retaliating at no. all. What no. are the main? The, so we'll go back to trapping. Mm -hmm. um you said you've only been doing it for a couple years now
2: yeah yep
1: what got you like into it like when did you think Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna start doing this you know yeah
2: so um we duck hunt Mm -hmm. or we you know did last year and years before um so we're part of michigan duck hunters association and our local chapter has um a wood duck box, um, like breeding program. And then from that, uh, they have a lot of issues with raccoons getting into their wood duck boxes. Uh, I think they've said they've done mallard tubes. So then, you know, raccoons, possum, uh, all that per date on the nesting sites. So, uh, then they started up a trapping program and we were doing volunteering for them at one of their festivals. And, um, so then we could see all their trapping stuff. They're promoting that and, Uh, So, from there, we uh, were like, you know what, let's let's give this a try uh, where we turkey hunt because, you know, they eat turkey eggs, too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we just started out with raccoons. We got um, dog-proof traps. They're really easy to use. They're really ethical because you're not um, likely to catch any non-target species. Um, So, we did that. And then, this year, we actually um, joined their trapping program and got to do trapping where uh, they're doing all their nesting projects. And... Uh, so that was a lot of fun, um, but yeah, that's kind of how we picked it up then.
1: Cool. That's a that's a yeah. pretty good way of getting into it for right out of the yeah. gate. You know, for a good uh, cause for conservation. Mm-hmm. I like those yeah. the dog proofs the DPS. I call them cookie jars. Yeah. Because they, oh yeah, <laughs> when you catch <want, laughs> when you catch hands your, hands. when you catch a raccoon in one of those things, they got their hand <laughs> way down deep in there, and they just have that guilty look on their face when you walk uh-huh, up to them. They're they like. <laughs> busted you're like (laughs) (laughs) hand caught in the cookie jar uh yeah but they are they're super super humane um yeah i mean ultimately you're going to kill it but right you know it's not they're not in pain or anything when they're freaking out probably a little bit but um, yeah and there's no shortage of raccoons i mean no there's, there's not I mean, what, what are you doing with your pelts? Are you saving them? Are you selling mm-hmm. them? Because, I mean, what, are they worth about a dollar this year? Yeah, there's not a market really code? at all.
2: Actually, um, I think this is a really great time to get into trapping while the prices are low because we can work on our fur handling where if we mess up on a pelt, it's not like we're out, you know, mm-hmm. a whole lot. I mean, we still want to – we don't want to mess up because that's an animal, you know. Um, right, right. But, yeah, so we're just uh, – doing our own fur handling with, um, skinning, fleshing, drying them. And then, uh, we're going to tan them ourselves and try making different things out of them. Okay.
1: I was going to ask you that. And that's good. I mean, you, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. Um, so obviously you have to look at, you know, like your value of said time. Um, but if you can get efficient at it, you're going to get the most bang for your buck by putting up your own furs for sure. Cause then Definitely, you can, yeah. you sell them direct, you know, already mm-hmm. finished and ready to yeah. go. You can put whatever price you want on there. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a, there's a, a fur buyer here in Minnesota and they have, oh, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate how you can just feel it coming too. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you. Mute button. It's probably going to be a sec when I'm a serial two-and-a-half sneezer in here. Oh,
2: yeah. Sometimes I'll get, like, 15 in a row It's bad.
1: No, thankfully, I don't get the 15s. Uh, My wife does. My wife will go on, like, a 25-sneeze string, and I'm like, good Lord. like, like, blow your nose or something. That's ridiculous. I know I start getting irritated, which I'm sure she's more irritated than I am, but I'm like, at about 20, I'm like, come on. Button like, it up. It Let's out, go here. Let's, like, people are staring at us now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, all right. Oh, might have to edit that part out. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it. No um way. yeah, it's fine. Where were we before the sneezing fit? Uh oh, um, oh uh, yeah. Furbyer. So there's Furbyer in Minnesota. Yep. And at our state fair, which we <clears throat> didn't have this year, thanks to COVID, they have a, usually <clears throat> have a big booth there. And, you know, just a regular roll, like a coyote pelt hand ready to hang on the wall it's quite absurd what they charge <laughs> but, oh yeah but There's they're a, selling a them lot. you know what i mean so it's <laughs> yeah. like well
3: yeah
1: i mean if people are buying them then that's then that's the right price so right yeah I mean, it's okay. it's a lot better than getting 30 bucks
3: mm-hmm. for, for, a, for a pelt
1: the only time it goes the other way and i'm um that was probably a long time ago now might even I wonder how many years ago that was where fur prices were pretty good at least on rats muskrats were like Mm -hmm. they were getting 10 bucks in the round you know like you didn't have to do anything you just drop them off live and you're getting a ten dollar bill but you can oh yeah you can trap a lot of rats quick yeah you can and like that was a that was like a legit money-making endeavor that year and i remember i was working in north dakota and we're traveling back And i'm at the gas station this guy had a truck you know full of full of muskrats and traps and everything and so I was talking to him about it and he's like, Oh yeah, he's like, I'm a carpenter in the summertime. But he's like, with these prices, no. I ain't doing that in the winter. He's like, I can make I make right. way more doing this than I do building houses in the summer. I was like, Well, how oh, much yeah. are you getting? Then he told me, he's like, I'm getting ten bucks for in the round. Like, I don't do anything. I take him out of the trap, put him there in the back of the go. truck. Like a ten dollar yep. bill. I'm like, What? Yeah, and he's got colony traps and everything else. It's like
3: Oh yeah. Pff,
1: he was just making thousands. I was like, Oh my god, you gotta oh, be kidding awesome. me. And then I was like, I should do that. <laughs> like, I should come out here and do that. And then I found out I don't know how Michigan rules are, but I've been in... So, North Dakota is a reciprocal state as far as their trapping goes. So, Mm -hmm. a non-resident can trap in North Dakota if the state they're from allows non-resident trapping. Minnesota does not allow non-resident trapping, so Uh I can't get a license for North Dakota. I was like, that sucks. Uh (laughs) And they have so many more rats than we do in Minnesota. Uh Uh-huh. But... Yeah, so I mean, I I did some trapping when the prices were decent with muskrats Mm -hmm. and made a couple dollar bills, nothing, you know, nothing crazy, not enough to retire, wasn't even enough to really do (laughs) much of anything with, wasn't that great at it, you know, I've, trapping is always something I've kind of been interested in, but never went full bore into it, yeah, Mm -hmm. like, I'm a terrible canine trapper, like, I, I had a fox just come into our yard, like, took all of my chickens. I probably had 30 plus chickens and like every three days, two or three would be missing. And Uh, like it just, she must've had a den nearby and it was just like going to the grocery store for her. Um, Oh yeah. Got all the way down to one chicken left. I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) And I was like, well, I'm not buying any chickens until for months because. Take care of that. Hopefully right. it'll move on, find a different food source. And then I can, and so yeah. that's what I did. And now, yeah, I haven't had any issues yeah. since, but, um, had that, had that fox in my sights. One morning I came out, oh. there was a dead one in the yard. I'm like, I oh, lost in a chicken. Then I look over and there's a fox with a chicken in its mouth. I was like, you dirty bastard. <laughs> Grab the 20, the 22, had it in my crosshairs, squeeze the trigger and just click. I just a bad round. I'm like, you've got to be oh, kidding me. No. It hasn't happened since. <laughs> It hasn't happened before oh. or since. That was that fox's lucky day, and oh. I never saw it again. But yep. anyways, that's... yeah, canine
2: trapping—it's hard. We, so, like I said, it's only our second season trapping. It's our first season really trying to catch a canine, and we haven't had any any
3: luck at all.
1: It's but tough. It's all about scent management, scent control. Yeah. And I did notice yeah, in one yeah. of your posts, we were you were betting a trap. Yep. With no gloves. Barehanded. On. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not <laughs> yeah. going to work. I'm not that good at it, but I know that's not going to work.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. So my husband was getting one of his traps um, bedded and baited and stuff. And I went and handed him bait and realized I had my gloves on still. So then I was like, well, I can either bait or I can either bed my trap barehanded or with gloves that had um, bait the
1: bait. Yeah. On either them. way, probably not good. So I was like,
2: yeah. So. That was a bummer, but yeah, yeah <laughs> we uh, we have had them like right at our set, <laughs> like walk right past. Mm-hmm. We had one, um, it was like a P-post, so we uh, put the trap right where its front foot was, and then it uh, walked right to the other side. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, we should have put a second trap there. Yeah, right. Didn't. So it's kind of those little things learning like, okay, so next time if we do a P-post, we got to put a trap on each side. So- when they come check it out, you know, they're going to hopefully step there. So it's been a learning curve. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: I said, like, so when that Fox was running rampant down my flock, I went and I put a bunch of traps out and we have seven acres and I just went out, you know, in likely areas and crossing spots, you know, where I've seen tracks and um, dirt, I mean, yep. dirt hole sets and nothing that, yep. I mean, I, I baited them. Like I had some, um, I can't remember what I baited them with. i just set some scraps or whatever and, and threw like, Mice I catch in my house, you know, I'll throw those yep. out there. Nothing, they won't touch. I mean, it's like, and I'm using glo- I don't know what I'm doing wrong because I'm like, I'm uh-huh. I'm making sure doing my, everything I, right. yeah, I, I'm using rubber gloves, wearing rubber boots. Yep. Like, I feel like I'm doing all the things, but <laughs> Right. just can't get yep. catch. Uh, it's, it's tough. I've only yeah. ever caught one coyote and that was on a, just a snare on a trail.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Our snaring laws here in Michigan are really, really strict. Like it's really not even worth it to try snaring them here well, ours are,
1: kind of um up. i think ours are reasonable you know you have to have are the they? the deer the, the deer stoppers so if one you know if it oh, yeah. gets a foot in there it can't get so small that the foot doesn't come right. out. right you know? it can't come out yeah um so that that's pretty much our only regulations on, on oh, snares yeah. really other than yep. you have to you're supposed to check them every day which is yeah, yep. difficult because every time you step in the woods you're contaminated, there. <laughs> contaminating the yep. site. Um, one thing I did learn from a canine trapper, he was trapping close to my house on, um, a public, public area, WMA. Uh, he, I never thought about this. Like he puts his traps out and then he just drives up. He knows where they're at and he just uses his binoculars to check. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that is a really good idea. I never thought about yeah. that. he was just doing like field edges. We so would pull up mm-hmm. to this field and then he can he just can scan that entire area. And, yeah, if you get oh, one, right. you know you got one. I mean, they tear the dirt up, you know. That's, oh, yeah. They stick out like nice a sort of thumb. Nice good circle. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, God, that's yeah. I never really thought about it. That's a really good idea. Um, yeah. But for me, since the prices went down, I just haven't been doing it. I kind of miss it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of miss trapping. It's, it's it's like Christmas morning, you know. It's like you get to it go, what, what did I get? Every what day. What did I get today, uh-huh. you know. It's <laughs> kind of fun. Um, it is, it is. Around yeah. my house here, a lot of lot of raccoons. When I first when I first moved to this spot, I had to do some pretty intense trapping because all the chickens weren't they were having a hard time getting established. Oh, Eggs yeah. were going missing, chicks were getting killed, adults were getting mm-hmm. killed, and uh, a lot of the egg stuff was coming from skunks actually. Like the first, oh, yeah. when we first moved, this was, must have been like skunk Shangri-La. I think uh, the first weekend <laughs> I caught like nine skunks or something. And like for the wow, next, yeah, I just a... kept catching them throughout the summer. Like uh-huh. I don't remember what the total was, but it was a lot. I was like, holy crap, there's a lot of skunks oh, yeah. on this property. <laughs> and then uh, since then I haven't had too many problems with skunks. So I, I it yeah. it did its job. You know, I'd catch one here and there, Got but them under nothing, control. not dozens. Like I was right. getting <laughs> lots of, lots of big big coon, like getting some oh, yeah. giant, I, that, and I have to assume these are just getting fat off people's trash and birds' feeders oh, I because <laughs> I'm not really close to a bunch of ag land, so they're not eating, mm. you know, they're not into the, the corn, corn or whatever, stuff. so they're getting fat mm-hmm. somehow. These things were huge. And big possums, getting some big possums, oh, too, yeah. which I've learned actually, I yeah. kind of like possums. I, I get a little yeah. like, ah, oh, crap, a caught a possum, you know, as I'll do a yeah. lot of uh, bucket sets with conibear traps. There's oh, no yeah. there's no releasing those. Like something gets in there, no. they're they're gone. No, <laughs> um so I'm always like, "Ah, oh, crap, I got a possum." Cuz they don't really do <laughs> much. They don't bog my chickens. I've never had a run in. They've oh, never yeah. bothered my chickens. Um yeah. and I've learned that they eat a lot of ticks. So Yeah, yep. And what's yeah. interesting about them is they they eat ticks not because it's a, like an actual food source, but they're meticulous groomers of themselves. So when they're grooming oh, themselves yeah. and they find a tick, they eat it. That's all they grew themselves. Yep. So I was like, well, now I kind of feel bad. Yeah, we <laughs>
2: we do tend to take the possums out because they do eat ticks, but they'll also eat turkey eggs. Mm. And um, a turkey can eat like 72,000 ticks a year or something. So That's I'm like, their, well, yeah. all right. I'd rather if,
1: have turkeys and <laughs> as far as tick control uh, yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, but trust me, I don't, I don't cool. I, it's not like I okay. cry. You know, if I get no, one, I'm no. just like, Oh crud, I got it. Yeah. that's not what I want. For one, they're mm-hmm. not worth anything fur wise. No, no. They have zero value whatsoever. No. Of I should try eating one once. I haven't tried milk possum I haven't
2: thing. either. I've heard people make stew and stuff yeah. out of them. I'm yeah, sure
1: yeah, it's I fine. I mean got it's to just you gotta get past you gotta stop eating with your eyes, you know. Like, yeah. They're just a giant yeah. rat with that big scaly tail. They don't look very appealing, but No. I mean they probably Yeah, I've heard fine.
2: muskrat is good too.
1: I haven't tried muskrat. Uh, I know you have to be really careful when you're cleaning Mm -hmm. it because they have a few glands that you have to take out. Yeah, watch out. (laughs) And then once you remove all that, there's just not much meat left on them. No, there's almost less than a squirrel. And with a squirrel, Mm -hmm. I don't have to do nothing. I can just right (laughs) peel them like a banana, pretty much. Yeah, they're they're easy. They're good. They taste good. Um, Yep. I got one today, as a matter of fact, right off the old bird feeder. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, They do. They Mm. will empty out a bird feeder so fast. I'm like, no. Oh, they will. Not happening, buddy. Not today. Actually, today was a victory because there's a particular large fat one that is wise to me. As soon as he hears that door, he's gone. Oh, he's off. (laughs) So today I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go open that window on the far side of the house and see if I can't get it. And even that, he heard that crack and he was immediately like, oh.
3: what's going on (laughs) but he
1: looked at the wrong door and he done messed up and got him so that's one yeah with
2: possums too even though their fur is not worth much um it is kind of cool because they're like two-tone you know where the outside is gray and their under is kind of like that white um so my daughter she's nine and uh she wants to learn how to crochet um so she wants to make hats and stuff oh cool and uh from our possum furs, then she can make palms for the top of the hats mm-hmm. with them. And the possum fur kind of gives a, you know, nice little texture. I, <laughs> I, I do think, think the, I that, I do
1: think the fur, um, and I'm not sure why it's not worth more. I mean, if just isn't as insulating, like doesn't have yeah. as much under fur or whatever. I mean, they have nice yeah, long guard that. hairs and stuff, but I think the fur yeah. looks pretty cool. Like that silver it is. gray, um, yeah, they, they look pretty cool. I've have never, I haven't got, I've, I've, i bought some like self tanning stuff, but I've yet to use it. You know, like I yeah. need to. I should just go get some and, and tan some up just to have right. them hanging on the wall. I mean, they look right. They yeah. just look kind of cool. Same thing. Yeah. I, I want to get a beaver and put a beaver up in a hoop. I haven't done that. I haven't, oh, yeah. haven't done that yet. Um, yeah. the beavers that I have got, I just sell, um, now oh, yeah. beaver meat is really good. I've had that. Yeah.
2: I have some in the freezer right now.
1: It's yeah. really good. Um, probably boy when done right it's probably my favorite wild protein if you will like um Mm -hmm. the last one I had I got I got one um last spring and it wasn't uh it wasn't that great but I I think I think I must have nicked like the caster or something because it had a very beaver taste to it not it was not (laughs) it was not good (laughs) no it just was not good um, yeah, and the first, and the first time something. I had had it, it, that was not the case. And it was just, it was amazing. Like it was tender, mm-hmm. um, nice earthy flavor, nothing you would consider yeah. like gamey in air course. But I don't like no, that. I don't like that term right. anyways, but it didn't have that wild flavor to it. It's just a mm-hmm. really good earthy mm-hmm. full flavor and it was so tender. Oh, it was mm-hmm. really good. I need yeah. to do more like fall, or early winter, uh, beaver trapping because I haven't, haven't tried the tail yet because oh, spring yeah. in the spring beaver. they don't they don't have there's hardly that's they've used all oh, their right. fat reserved they, reserves yep. in the tail so there's nothing there's nothing to be eaten there in the spring mm-hmm. beaver and i and the only reason i even trap spring beaver is because i have a place relatively close to my house it's like a guaranteed catch that they've, they've been using oh, yeah. they've been using this area for so long they literally have like these ditches carved into the ground as they go up wow. into these little islands out in the swamp
0: uh-huh. yeah, you
1: just you put a 330 there they can't not go through it yep. like I don't care how trap shy they are it's like you have no choice like yeah. you have to go there. so it's It's just a matter of time like when they decide to use that path you know um, so when I stumbled upon that when I was out in the spring I think I was just going for a hike I don't even think I was morel hunting or anything I think I was just like it was a nice spring day and I went for a walk and I was like holy smokes look at these beaver runs like this is <laughs> i need to trap this it's like this is guaranteed and sure enough I, yeah. it took me like two days and i had one so now it's kind of for me it's yeah. kind of like grocery shopping every year i just go like i want to go put my beaver traps out and it's like
0: yeah
1: i'm not a super hardcore beaver trapper by any stretch but i know where i can get one or two if i need if i want yeah and that's usually what i do i get one and one and done i'll get my one know. and then i pull every pull my traps because uh-huh. it, it starts getting to pain to have to Run in there all the time check. and mm-hmm. and check them. So it's yeah. uh, it's a long walk. I mean, and it's a WMA, so I can't use a four. You know, if I could use a four wheeler, buzz right. in there and buzz out, well, that'd, that'd be, be easy. Yeah, then. that'd yeah. be one thing. But when I gotta walk half mile, three quarters of a mile yeah. one way. And then you gotta carry. Yeah, and that thirty pound, exactly. Out, yeah. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Same where we go. It's a it's a hike in. <laughs> so when we let's see, we got a double this year, and it was. <laughs> They're just small, you know, 20 pound beavers, but even that carrying those out, we were like, it's a hike.
3: <laughs> well,
1: anybody that's done like duck or goose hunting, like if you have to carry geese out of field,
3: yeah, like well, you can't
1: drive in the field, like you had to walk all yeah. your equipment in there. You can only really carry like two, you know, like yeah. you think you can carry more, but like I'll try to carry four at one time, you know, two in each hand mm-hmm. and you make it about a hundred no. yards. And you're like, oh, I got to set gotta these stop. down. My hands are just like <laughs> killing me. Uh, they're heavy, that dead weight. So, yeah, I mean, and and we're not talking 20 pounds, you know, we're talking what? Right. 10 pounds, you know? Yeah. 12 pounds for a giant goose, you know, like that's, (laughs) yeah, no, it's, it's not that, not that easy. What, what method do you use for, um, trapping beaver? Are you doing footholds?
2: Um, so we use mostly three thirties. We did have, um, a foothold out. Oh, and this is where the heartbreak comes in. (laughs) We had a foothold out, and uh, we go to check them. My husband went to check this one because it was a little difficult to get to, and we always have our kids with us. So we stayed back on the trail. And he gets back and is like, well, we have a (laughs) toe. I'm like, oh, no, that's not good because beavers are so smart. you know. If you don't get them that first time, you're not probably going (laughs) to get them.
1: I had similar heartbreak. Um and this was before I'd got my first beaver, so I was still really trying and I had a I had a foothold out there and I get there and I see it's all disturbed and the trap is set and I was like, Yes, I go up there and I'm looking, you know, try to looking in the water, try to find it. I pull the chain up and there's just a foot. It was a front front foot in there. And then when I when i did a little bit more looking around like oh did he pull out or or chew his foot off or whatever it's uh, like no i saw like fur and bits and pieces of uh, some other critter oh
3: no got got it. i think
1: an eagle probably got it because there's all sorts of yeah. eagles posted up nearby
3: everything
1: likes to bummer. eat everything likes to eat them yeah. I mean, f- yeah coyotes yeah i
2: hear they're good coyote bait. coyotes mm-hmm. bears
1: uh, birds of prey they all i mean Literally everything we eat, eat a beaver. that's because yeah. they're that good, and they're usually uh-huh. pretty fatty. So it's a, like a survival yeah. food, you know, for them. But so that yeah, yeah, that one hurt. I was like, oh, I actually oh, got one in the man. trap, and then I didn't get it, and I was like, oh, was oh. so mad. And then two days yeah, later, I got be- one in a conibear. I was like, oh, yes. nice. All right, we're good. All right. <laughs> I guess I can I yeah. I can give one to nature. That's fine. Fine. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. amazing how many critters use like uh beaver habitat like beaver dams and that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing a post uh quite a while ago but they had they put trail cameras out on these trails and literally everything uses those as a crossing. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Raccoons, foxes, coyotes, wolves, deer, bear, bobcats, mm-hmm. fisher, I mean you name it. If it if it's crawling yeah. around they're using those things. I yeah. like to use that um as an example like you know, we, in Minnesota, we have a ton of wolves. I don't know how, I don't, does lower Michigan have any wolves? I know there's wolves in the um, UP. Lower but,
2: doesn't, the UP does, um, they have a pretty good population. I think we have like 147 packs in the UP, just around like 700 wolves if
1: I'm yeah, last Min- I checked. Minnesota has like anywhere between 3,500 and 5,000 wolves. Wow. Like we, it, yeah. yeah. We have a ton of wolves. Yeah. Um, and I actually kind of take a different side with them. Like I'm not an anti-wolf person i think we should have a hunting and trapping season on them but i don't like i don't want to see them eradicated Er from you know i like knowing that they're out there but you get the deer hunters and and they they bitch about them and they're like kill every single Mm -hmm. one of them this i'm like you know and they're like you know we used to have really good deer hunting and then the wolves came in and then now we haven't shot a deer in our land and x Mm -hmm. month you're probably sitting in the same box blind that you put up 30 years ago like you're not changing with You know, I just, I don't have any empathy for those people that, that bitch about wolves because wolves and deer have been coinciding for forever. And so going back to what I was talking about, that beaver, that the beaver dam trail cameras, it's like, I don't want to hear that the wolves are chasing off all your deer because on this trail camera thing, and you can see the timestamp, like a pack of wolves went across it. And like 15 minutes later, a deer crossed it. Same trail. So like, they're just, they're not, they're not doing that to deer herds. They're not. Right, running him around. Yep. A, a deer is not going to completely change its home range just because there's a wolf in there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to be a little probably more wary. But yep. you're you're going to have to, as a hunter, you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to exactly. become a better hunter. You might have to pick yep. a new stand site. If there's no deer mm-hmm. sign there, why are you hunting it? Like, yeah, exactly. Find and where the sign is. <laughs> yeah, they didn't leave. I promise you, they didn't leave. They're still there. Yeah. If you have viable deer habitat and food. They will be there, even in the presence mm-hmm. of predators. Like, it's such a lazy yeah. argument. It drives me crazy. Um, yeah,
2: even at coyotes and raccoons, you know, people are like, oh, get rid of all of them. It's like, you never want to get rid of all no. of um, a native animal, you know. They have their place. You want to manage their numbers. But, you know, so for the deer, like example you gave too, um, yeah, wolves will eat deer. But the benefit of that is they're going to take out you know, they're going to first go for the weaker ones. So Mm -hmm. you have less disease spread and things like that. So, you know, yeah, you don't want too many wolves, but or coyotes or, you know, whatever, but I mean, it's they help keep having a check.
1: Yeah. It's just having a healthy, like relationship with that species. You know, when I'm driving around and I see a coyote in the field, my first instinct is like, Oh, there's an evil coyote. Let's kill that thing. (laughs) Usually I'm like, cause you don't see him that often. Usually I'm like, Oh sweet. There's a coyote on that field. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know yeah when they start eating my chickens i get a little pissy but
2: exactly
3: but now yeah.
1: but now they're encroaching on my little space here you know mm-hmm. and i also yeah. i hate when like the antis like they were here first that whole mental that that whole oh, thing's yeah. like what we're supposed to live in the clouds like we don't right, have a right yeah. to live on this land too like no i get my yeah. little space and yeah, if anything exactly. gets in that space, I have the right to manage too. it. <laughs> like,
2: Yep, exactly. They can go yep. live
1: over. I have seven acres. They can live in the back six. But this direct <laughs> yep. acre where, like, my chickens are That's my nice. garden, no, they don't get to live there. Not without repercussion. Yep. <laughs> Same thing with you know, deer. I have to build a giant eight-foot fence around my garden or I won't get to eat any of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. yep.
1: This next year, I have to go around. I'm going to have to, like, dig down because the rabbits started digging under the fence. I went in there to get some oh, green no. beans this year and— the entire green bean crop was like chewed to the ground. I was like, you "Oh, dirty little bastards." <laughs> and I, I saw the uh, rabbits yeah. around all summer long and I didn't think anything of it really because I had the fence around my garden. And I was like, "Oh, I don't,
3: you yeah. know,
1: rabbits are, you know, whatever. <laughs> rabbits are cute and then they're out there frolicking with the chickens, you know, like oh, <laughs> like a nice little Disney program going on out there." Yeah. But once they wiped out my green beans, uh they no, they it was an oh, act of war. So um yep. <laughs> I planked a few of them off the, the deck with the 22 as well. There you but go. made an amazing Haas dish with it though. Like we I oh, made it nice. like a legit rabbits too. Oh my god, it was yep. so good. So good. So, yeah, um, that's awesome. It is awesome. Like I love like transferring it to the dinner table too is another it's so rewarding. You know, and the it more is. the more things I can use that I have procured myself, whether by garden, foraging, or hunting or fishing, like the better, yep. you know. And obviously Definitely. I'm not growing my own peppercorns and I'm not, you know, harvesting my own salt and stuff like that. But,
2: right, yep.
1: you know, to the extent, as much as I can provide for myself, yep. it's just super rewarding. It's a lot of work. It is. Like it's way easier mm-hmm. to go to the grocery store and get all those ingredients. But it's right. yep. so much more rewarding when you're
3: it eating is. that
1: meal. And I think that's yep. a piece that, um, is missing and there's no way to really convey that to somebody who doesn't do it now you can say no. it but they don't really feel it they don't really get it
0: until no, they exactly. do
1: exactly you know I mean if they have their own like little inner city garden I think you would have some common ground there like you know when you eat that tomato like even if it's just a, a potted tomato plant on their deck in their apartment you know it's like you know when you eat that tomato that you grew spent all summer you know and you finally Growing eat and, that yeah, tomato you, that you know how awesome in. that yeah. is now take that and apply it to everything. You know that chicken that yep. you ate, let's say you raised that chicken mm-hmm. or if you can't raise chicken, you shoot a pheasant. It's the same that yep. that same reward you got from your inner city deck grown tomato I get from all the stuff that I acquire, you know. Acqu-
2: yeah, exactly.
1: I think that's yep. a good lesson to pass on. Now you mentioned yeah. um before we recorded you're part of um it's called Real Camel Girl.
2: Yeah. What's yep.
1: what's that exactly?
2: Um, So it's a community organization. Um, We have like pro staff, which are more just like leaders within the community. Um, So I'm on their team for that. And um, so we will like write articles, um, share recipes, uh, and just do different things. Um, The main focus is for us is uh, getting women outdoors. Um, But, you know, I think really anyone could benefit from the articles because, you know, the same kind of tactics it doesn't really matter if you're a man or a woman <laughs> so
1: right um, yeah right so yes it's one of those things like i don't there's no real benefit right as far as the genders are concerned and i've i've often thought of, i just talked about this with uh um david prakachev that i just had on my he's a bass fisherman on my podcast oh, like yeah. i've always been I shouldn't say always, but like in the last like ten years of kind of like, why aren't there more women in like, profet- mm-hmm. you know, professional competitive angling? Like, I don't really feel yeah. like being a male gives me any sort of advantage. Like, right? No. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. one of I'm I'm not like a super progressive liberal person that's like women can do anything men no. can do. Like, listen, right. if it's powerlifting, women are gonna lose. <laughs> Wrestling, yeah, fighting, we're, arm we're whatever. Yes, right. Like it's just that's not different. <laughs> You're not going to be able to compete yep. at the same level. That just that just is what it is. A woman is yep. not going to win the slam dunk competition yep. in the NBA. They're just you're just not. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, I
3: agree.
1: It's just science, biological yep. science. However, <laughs> with that said, with fishing in the outdoors, I don't really see an advantage. I don't know why no. a man would have any more advantage sitting on the front deck of a boat catching bass than a woman. The mecha- right. the mechanics yeah. do not require um, an insane amount of strength, No, you know, and I kind of feel like women might be better at it. I mean, their analytical minds and the way, you know, like, mm-hmm. but it just really isn't, just doesn't seem to be that way. I, I think it's starting no. to change a little bit too, but like we talked earlier, like there's more and more women getting into the outdoor world mm-hmm. and even turning it into a career. Is yeah, that, yeah. is that something that you're aspiring to? Do you want to turn this into oh. a career of sorts down the road?
2: Um, potentially for right now, I'm just really focusing on just kind of encouraging people to get out there. If it, if an opportunity comes along and I align with, you know, that opportunity's um, values, you know, I wouldn't pass it up or anything. Sure. Um, but yeah, really just my main goal is just encouraging people, women, especially to get out. And, um, I think maybe one of the reason women have been slower to grow is, um, just like the family aspect. They feel sure. like, okay, I got to be home with my kids so my husband can hunt. Um, so that's a big thing that we're trying to show. Like, you don't have to stay home even while your um, kids are babies. You know, we put our kids in carriers and take them squirrel hunting. You know, we just put ear protection yeah. on and uh, take them with. And so that's just really something I've been trying to show that, you um, know, mom doesn't mean you can't enjoy the outdoors or you have to wait for your kids to reach this certain point before you can go enjoy the outdoors you know my daughter was was
1: was days old when i took her fishing the first time oh yeah i mean i was like it's it's a kid it's not a handicap like you can there's yeah you know so i had the little chest carrier she just was like there and i'm on Mm -hmm. the bank just casting into the yeah you know in this little pond nearby pond and then later yeah. when she got bigger, I'd have her in the carrier and I'd just bring her out there. I'd set her down. I would cast mm-hmm. that chunk of shoreline. If I wanted to move, I yep. picked her up. We slid down the shoreline 50, yeah. 60 yards, started casting yep. there. It's like, yeah, there's no reason you can't take them with you. Can, no. can you do it to the same level that you can do it when you're by yourself? No, there's, you got to take a few no, extra yep. steps, but um, it, yeah, that doesn't have to be a reason for you to not go yeah, into the outdoors yeah. or engage in a pastime in which you love yeah. and your passing. you're, you're immersing that child into that culture when, exactly. in my opinion, you're only enriching their, their life with that, yeah. you know, then yeah, and the earlier you can you get know, them on that stuff, the less likely you're going to lose some video games or something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we don't like force it. Um. Like our nine year old, she doesn't always want to come with detect traps and things like that. So, you know, we don't, force it because then it can build resentment. Right. Um, once in a while we are like, you know what? You just need to come with us. Just get a hike in, you know, you don't have to do any of the work. Just get outside for a while. And
1: I was going to say, there's a fine line between like, and I've seen those articles, uh, you know, I've read those articles I've seen people speak on, and they're like, you know, if your kid wants to go, you know, even if it's you're 10 minutes into fishing and they're bored and they want to go back, you know, make it a positive mm-hmm. thing, go back. I'm like, yep. I think there's a fine line. Like, sometimes do yeah. that, but don't do, give in to them every time because then they're the boss. Right, And, exactly. like, you do need yep. to teach them some tenacity. Some toughness exactly. too. It's like it's okay for you to be uncomfortable. It's at times. It's mm-hmm. okay for you to not get to do what you want to do sometimes. Yes. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't yep. carry it over to where it's like borderline abuse, you know. <laughs> I mean <laughs> right. not even not even that like far, her but her right. you know what I mean? It's like Yeah. But I think that's admirable, like what you said. It's like sometimes you're like, no, you're coming. Like you, you don't, you don't have to carry anything, but you're hiking with us because it's just good to be in nature. It's good to get the exercise, and I think it's a good mental exercise. And having to do some things that are just required of you that you don't want to do, like a job later on down the Mm -hmm. line or chores. (laughs) Like nobody wants to vacuum, but vacuuming needs to be done. You know, I mean, there's things that. There are things in life you have to do that you don't want to do. And stuff like that exactly. early on is a really good life mm-hmm. lesson, you know? It is. Yeah. So that's, I think that was, yeah. a good job, mom. You did a good job in that one. Yeah,
2: thanks. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, sometimes there will be resistance when we're like, you know what? No, this time you're going to come with us. But when they're, you know, past that, like, oh, I don't want to go and, You get in the truck and you get out there and all of a sudden they're out exploring and having fun and they kind of
1: (laughs) forget all about
2: not wanting to come.
1: (laughs) Like it's like, again, it's, it's no great sin that you, that you are not happy. Like, yeah, it's it's part of life. We have to do stuff we don't want to do. They're just going to have to get used to that idea. (laughs) Yeah. you did. That's actually
2: a big reason we got into trapping too, was because, um, It is a little bit less pressure for kids so they can come along and, you know, if they want to go explore over there, they can. With canine trapping, we don't let that happen as much. We bring a sled and (laughs) they have to stay on the sled. But, (laughs) you know, raccoons or muskrats and beavers and all that, you know, you don't have to be still and quiet like uh, deer hunting or turkey hunting. Yeah,
1: for sure. um, Or even fishing at times, you know. Yeah, yep. Yeah, got to be a little... Can't just be running around everywhere.
3: Yeah. Uh, I get
1: that. <laughs> now you did find yourself on the cover of what was it? Is it Trapping Monthly or something that's yeah. called?
2: Um American Trapper. American
1: Trapper. There um, it is. And,
2: yeah. I actually have a copy right here. It's um put out by the uh, National Trapper Association. Um so that's a really good magazine if anyone is looking to learn about trapping and that's a good organization to support. Um they're, you know, help fight uh, bills that come in like anti-trapping mm-hmm. uh, bills and things like that.
1: So. Did you um, was there a uh, like an article written in there about you, or is just a you just got to be um, cover girl?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm in a group on Facebook for trapping, and I posted that picture, and someone had messaged me saying they were the editor for American Trapper and asked if they could use that picture. I was like, oh sure, yeah, that's cool. I thought it was, you know, just going to be a little one mm-hmm. somewhere in the magazine. And all of a sudden, someone was like, oh, congratulations being on the cover. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's
1: pretty
2: cool. <laughs> I didn't realize that, that's what it was going to be. No, that's that's, awesome that's
1: really so, awesome. Congratulations on that. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Thanks. Yeah.
2: So yeah, we talked uh,
1: super exciting. a little bit too. It's like um, possibly getting into writing some articles and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. you haven't done yet, but that's something you're thinking of doing? I haven't...
2: Yeah, yeah. I really like... Uh, Writing. I'm not necessarily the greatest at talking. I kind of st- stumble over words sometimes. <laughs> so, I'm doing fine um, here. <laughs> writing's a really good outlet. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping to do that. Um, and then I've I've written some other things like um, for the DNR. Uh, we did a squirrel hunting article. And then um, from there, the Detroit Free Press got a hold of that. And then so I wrote one for them. So I do some writing here and there for. Different uh, organizations
1: and stuff. Yeah, well, I would, I would uh, encourage you to, to definitely do that. To, you know, yeah. um, get, get beyond the contemplative stage of, yeah, I want to do that. To, to start <laughs> do actually doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Who knows? That might actually lead down that road to a, a profession. I'm sorry. You know,
3: career. Yeah. 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 I
1: mean, it's, it's very possible. Even. Uh, do you have a blog or anything like that? Or are you just posting on Instagram? Um.
2: I mostly just use Instagram. I do have a blog, but it's been like a year since I've wrote or written anything in there. So
1: Yeah, I can't get on you about that one because same thing. I have a blog attached (laughs) to my website, and I don't have no idea the last time I added to it. But again, that is something that I should do. I actually enjoy writing. Um, I just, it's, you know, it's that uh, personal discipline of forcing yourself to write. Yeah, Yeah, Um, do it. And you, Mm -hmm. you almost have to think of it like a job and 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 do it, which I need to do, so yep. we're in the same we're in the same uh <laughs> same fight there uh but i I would yep. I think, you know get the blog going again, I mean, I know some yeah, people I can should. make money doing blogs, you know if you just gotta
2: they do yeah. I know you
1: have to have consistent content, you know uh um, yep. drive traffic to the blog, and that's you know that's exactly. where you just have to be. Just have to be disciplined. Yep, be in doing diligent it. about yep. it. Yep. Yeah, and, and I haven't. Yep. I mean, I have a lot of irons in the fire too. Not to make excuses, because I'm sure you do as a mom and a wife. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, there's always you can always find a reason not to do it.
2: To be, um, exactly.
1: But it's getting beyond yep. that, you know, finding that initiative to to do it even when you don't want to do it. Just like we said. Not, exactly. Treat it as a chore. You gotta like, you know, you got to push through something. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, all the time, even it seems like the things <laughs> yeah. you want to do, like you have to fight. <laughs> to do it you know it's always yep. some excuse like oh, i'll go fishing today well i should probably do this i should probably do that and then usually yeah. what ends up happening in those days you didn't do either of those things you ended up laying on the couch <laughs> exactly. all day watching a movie eating doritos and uh yep. you should have at least been fishing it Would have been a lot more constructive than watching a movie eating doritos but... yeah exactly
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: where are all the places oh, heather where people can can find you can find your content
2: yeah, so um, Instagram, you'll find me at Heather Iverson Outdoors Woman, and there's an underscore between each word. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook with that same name. It doesn't have the underscores, though. Um, and then some of my stuff you'll find on Real Camel Girl, which is um, it's spelled R-E-E-L.
1: Oh, all right. So it's
2: like me... like a fishing reel uh,
1: camel opinion? girl. Write that down.
2: Um, they're on Instagram and Facebook as well. And, um, I don't know if you're on it yet, but there's an app called Go Wild.
1: Yeah. Yep. I'm on um, go Wild.
2: Yeah. And so they have a trail in there too. And I'm also on that app. Um, oh, real,
1: just real camel in girls in the, have November. a trail on. The, the real camel yeah, girls yep. are on Go Wild. Okay. I'll have to go give them a. Yeah. Yep. They have a
2: trail a on there.
1: I've yeah. been really bad about Go Wild. I was doing really good at using it and then just got out of the habit of using it and I need to get back yeah. in I need to get back into posting it cuz it's such a you know to borrow a phrase uh, from the antis, well, not really antis, but the more progressive, <laughs> leftist-leaning kind of things, not to get political, mm-hmm. it's a safe nope. space mm-hmm. for hunters and fishermen yeah. and trappers. Like You can go it there, is. you can post the bloodiest, nastiest picture of whatever you have. Not that I promote those kind of pictures, but if you do have mm-hmm. one of those, you can safely post it there and you will not right. yep. receive hate mail. <laughs> they do a exactly. good job of filtering yep. out um, anybody that would try to infiltrate that in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just... It's a nice, dress free place. I will give a, a tip for people on, you know, because a lot of people have a a bad image of Instagram and Facebook because it shows you all sorts of negative stuff and blah, negative. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, it only shows you that stuff if you react to that stuff. And I used to exactly. be the guy. I used to be the guy that got in oh, I, <laughs> every political debate.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I was the guy, right? Starting <laughs> fights, keeping fights going, stirring the pot. Yeah. I was the guy. Um, (laughs) and I've done a really good job if I may pat myself on the back of not even when I want to, especially right now, like (laughs) getting engaged and I've only done it a little bit within my family where I know I can say Mm -hmm. what I want without us getting too stupid. And so not, not with a stranger that can say like really mean, hurtful things. Um, so I know at least I'll get some mutual respect from my family, but even that I keep to pretty much a minimum well mm-hmm. in doing so the algorithm you know the algorithm of facebook and instagram isn't it isn't intentionally insidious like they're not like they're no. they're not trying mm-hmm. to keep you angry all they're no. doing all their all their algorithm does is like what what you react to it things you want to see so it just keeps showing yeah. you those things so by yeah. me not doing that and the only thing i really react to is hitting the like button And I hit the like button on stuff that are hunting and fishing. And like, if I go through my Facebook feed, like if you're over my shoulder and I'm just scrolling through it, all you Mm -hmm. see are fish and animals. Like that's like 99% of the stuff on my feed is fishing and hunting related. And and that's it. Maybe some sports stuff, you know, because Vikings or whatever. But um, that's it. I mean, so now when I hear other people bitching about it, I'm like, Actually, when I go on Facebook now, I'm in, like, a great mood. You know, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's all stuff I like. Like, it, yep. I think in yeah, general, kind of... if you just react to things you like yes. and just don't hit the thumbs down button or whatever, mm-hmm. you're just going to see things you like. But if, yep. if the only thing you do is react, things. yeah, if you only react negative to stuff and you never hit the like yeah. button, you're only going to get stuff that you react negatively because the computer has yeah. figured out, like, well, this guy engages when he's pissed With off. So mm-hmm. let's keep showing him stuff that that's he engages he with, because that's how we sell advertising. You know, it's like yep,
3: exactly. you are in control
1: yep. of your own destiny when it comes to your social media. Um, yeah. But with that said, yeah, there I do. Was... Oh sorry. sorry, no. I with that said, I do really like the platform of Go Wild, mm-hmm. and I just need to. Yeah, get, I just is... I need to get back into the habit of of posting on there regularly. Yep. And engaging. Yeah, it can with... be hard
2: to. You know, once you're in the habit of it. It's easier to remember just getting that habit formed again.
1: Yeah. Last, last spring when I was guiding, I mean, I was guiding for snow goose hunting and I had started in Arkansas and went all the way up into South Dakota. So like I hunted every day for three months, I was logging, I was logging hours like crazy. So go wild for people that don't know, they have this kind of cool function where you can like log your hours and it can be hunting, fishing, foraging, camping, hiking, Mm -hmm. podcast, listening, yeah. I mean you um, name it and um, then it, it, it kinda tabulates. tabulates your score. Like you get this running score of how active of you know, it's it's a little bit of a of uh keeping up with the Joneses kind of a thing, I guess. You know, when you see someone yeah. whose score is ridiculous and um yep. you know, something to aspire to be, I guess. But I've been slacking i yep. I've been slacking so much that <laughs> my my score has gotta be taking a hit. <laughs> I don't think you ever go backwards, but it's not growing any. I need to do a better no. job of of uh because uh, I'm pretty active in the outdoors. I mean, I'm always I'm always yep. doing something. Mm. I, I guide. I'm a tournament fisherman. I do oh, my yeah. own stuff, foraging. You know, just mm-hmm. stuff. I, like I'm always like, my sh- my score should be obscene, and it's not. It's really, <laughs> it's really not, and that's on me. So I just need to do a yep. better job of of cataloging that stuff. And it's another good spot. Yeah. Like if you have anything to promote, you know, it's a it's a great exactly. place to. Yeah, because you
2: can add your gear and all mm-hmm. that
1: stuff. Yeah, and I know, haven't really gotten into that. Cool. I haven't I haven't started when no. it's like tag your gear, I'm like, ah oh, man, what was I using? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Ah, taxing my memory too much. Yep. Then <laughs> I would spend most of my day just filling in all the blanks on the Go Wild app. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> um, but I can at least track my track my activities anyways.
2: Yep. Exactly.
1: Well, Heather, yeah. I don't think you have anything for me. I think I, I think I've asked you all the questions that that I yeah. had. Um,
2: I think, I think that's about all I got too. I
1: think we're good. Well, I encourage everybody to go um, check out Heather Iverson on those social medias and go follow Real Camel Girls as well. Um, yeah. Give them give them your support. They're doing good things and getting women and children into the outdoors. Yeah. Um, and that's again, that's a good thing. Any more people at the table more voices and we're, we're definitely stronger together than we are apart so definitely i appreciate yeah. you taking time out of your day to, to sit down and have a chat this was yeah. fun i had, had a good time
2: yeah i did too thanks for having me it was a lot of fun yeah. covered a lot of good topics and exciting.
0: all right cool all right well, we will talk to you later